going? It's going pretty, like, weirdly, like, really good right now, I think. <laughs> That's great. How so? Okay, so, like, I just started um, a new job uh, at uh, Jezebel, and after, like, years of this, like, permalance, weird, not, like, underpaid hell, I'm actually looking forward to work every day. <laughs> I'm just like, what's that like? I just, it's, I don't, I'm, so yeah, I don't know. I used to say when people asked me how I was, I'd just be like, ah, eh, you know, but now I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. That's great. That's so good to have a job that isn't a nightmare. Is, right. Is amazing. At least not yet. It's been a week, but who knows? <laughs> like, Things could but, turn. Yeah, but I'm I'm feeling good about it. I have a good vibe about it. That's great. How um, are you? Oh, I'm pretty good today too, actually, which is cool. Um, yeah, I slept in kind of a lot, which was not a a great start to my day, but um, yeah, I've just been. I had a piece go up today. Um in my column, which is always is fun to say. I love that. Um, I know you right. used to do a column for, I did. um, uh, God, what was it, <laughs> who was it for? It was called, um, I did a column called Accidental Virgin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, at com, which is yes. now most defunct. But I mean, the column was, um, about like, I started in 2014, like spring. So I was like 23 and I just kind of made it this thing about how, like, you know, I, I'm, I moved to New York like a year before, and I was finally like interested in dating. And as um, a twenty-something-year-old virgin at the time, that was a whole new, just world <laughs> of like, I mean, having like an OK Cupid account and like, uh-huh. you know, I, like I don't know, kissing, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Um, so I, cause I've had like a reverse, like Carrie Bradshaw, like, like a sex column, but not without really having sex yet. <laughs> so, mm, um, mm-hmm. and then funnily enough, like after a couple of days, I ended up meeting my, the guy who ended up being my long-term boyfriend who was still my boyfriend. And it ended up mostly being about my relationship with him and like discovering sex and all this weird stuff that you know my parents aren't proud of to have me having on the internet (laughs) but they're also kind of proud of me because I'm trying to write a book about it now so they're like damn okay if you like being way too TMI for too little money um back when you were 23 will end up paying off then I guess we support you (laughs) (laughs) no they are (laughs) do your parents read your work so, uh, my mom did every now and then. Sometimes she's just like, mm, a little too much. Um, but I'm pretty sure my dad has not. And I'm happy about that for the most part. Um, I do have a funny story, though, because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, I was featured along with some other uh, writers in a article in Dazed magazine um, about, like, just writing about sex in New York. And it came out like maybe a couple years ago. And at the family reunion, my mom brought a copy of it and was just passing it around <gasps> to like 
every like 60 to 70 something year old like black person in like the room and they were all like re- like all my like old aunties and uncles were like reading this like interview with me talking about sex and they're like oh good job ashley Congrats. oh my god <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty funny <laughs> huh. wow that's an experience. I mean, I, I actually have a story that's even more mortifying than Please. that. Oh, okay. Here we go. So that literally that same weekend, um, I was doing a reading for my friend Amy Rose's book launch. And um, it was just like, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a reading of the first time I had sex. It's like, you know, funny, awkward, embarrassing. It'll, everyone will love it. Um, turns out that, uh, my boyfriend's dad was coming into town that weekend. Uh, and obviously I wanted my boyfriend to come to the show, but he couldn't leave his dad like at our apartment. So I'm just like, well, I guess he should come to the reading. And, um, he's, he's a very, my boyfriend's dad is very conservative. So, um, I, but I was straight up. I'm just like, if he's coming, I'm still reading the story about the first time I had sex with him. So fast forward to me doing a reading about my first time having sex with my boyfriend while his dad was in the audience. <laughs> oh no. He said I did a good job and we never talked about it again. <laughs> you did you did a good job. Now <laughs> and then just immediately shifted into like Yeah. It's just okay, anyway, for the rest of our lives. Uh, <laughs> so those are tales from the column i guess those are some good tales um what's something that's like have you ever had like a thing where like you either did a reading or wrote something that like you weren't necessarily embarrassed of but you know someone read it who you're like oh my god have you had that experience um let me think, because I'm sure that has happened because I used to write about much more embarrassing stuff than I do now. Now I now I just write about normal, serious issues like the word cocksucker or like <laughs> flashlights. But it's not about me, which is the important thing. Um it's right. it's journalism is what it right. is. It's from an objective perspective. Um I feel like at some point I don't know, maybe like years ago, I think maybe my dad like (laughs) stumbled into some of my stuff and was like, oh yeah, I saw this and it was like really cool. And I was like, why don't, no, I, okay, well, um, no, no, sorry, no, you can't, you can't, no. Um, But my dad just like, We'll do things like that sometimes. And it's not always stuff about me, but like I like this one time I was in his car with him and he was like, oh, Twitter, huh? I was like, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's like a lot of a uh, lot of uh, sex workers on there. And I was like, why are you telling me that? <laughs> why are you why are you bringing this up and he's like yeah i I saw something really interesting the other day and i was like 
where's this going? And he just like showed me like some picture of like, because Twitter would send him emails of like people you should follow because other people, you know, Uh are following them. And it was just like a bunch of hookers. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this is not as like upsetting as I thought it would be, but it's still just like, why do you think I care? like thanks dad thanks for like incredibly (laughs) stressing me out for a second and then just like having this weird deflating balloon moment um of of the of the stress balloon um but yeah no it's weird i don't know my parents don't really read my work um one day i will write something that they can read uh (laughs) that's my promise to them oh my god i mean my my mom it's funny because my mom is and like has very recently kind of decided that she wants to be like my momager like uh-huh. not like not not you know like a momager like oh i'm familiar with the term yeah yeah like basically she wants to be i mean i'm okay i'm not gonna say she wants to be like chris jenner because that's like ridiculous <laughs> but like she'll be like following like my twitter engagement <laughs> And we'll be like, I see that you've been that you have like 200 new followers in a very short amount of time. I wonder if it's because of this piece you wrote, or both. I'm just like, no, it was nothing I wrote yet. I just did like a tweet that like suddenly got numbers. I don't know. And she's wow. like, oh, interesting. And she's like, maybe she's like, hmm. You said you wanted more Instagram followers. Maybe you should post more on Instagram. I see you haven't posted in five days. I'm like, mom, you need to not be chugging up on me to that extent. Like, give me, give me your analytics so I can right? so I can go over them so I can ch- I can see what content people are engaging with, and so I can just kind of promote your brands. You know, right. it's literally like. A 65-year-old woman being like, you need to be on Instagram more. <laughs> that is the only time that a 65-year-old woman has ever said that on this <laughs> earth. You need right. to be on Instagram more. <laughs> um, I One thing that I like about your Instagram is that... Um, like, I don't have an Instagram account, but I'll occasionally like look at people's that I know and just be like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. this is a good account. Um, I like that you wear a lot of like really serious red lipstick oh because that is something that i am so lazy i am so lazy Mm -hmm. and so like my go-to is like a strong eye and then i'll do like you know a matte neutral lip um because if i do a red lip i am like at any one time always drinking coffee and so it's like really quickly you get that thing where you've just sort of got the ring and like the inside yeah. is, and it just looks like oh i look like a crazy person now um oh no for real no, i i so i mean first of all thank you i mean i try to make that lip pop but well, you do. thank you um so so here's here's a funny so a lot of people ask me about the red lipstick I wear, mm-hmm. and and it's usually, I mean, uh, I mean, sometimes I switch it up, but usually I have my like my have my holy grail, and people are like, "Oh, is that like Ruby Woo by Mac?" Or like, "Oh, is that Rihanna's new like?" Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm just like, "No, this is Sephora brand. <laughs> like, nice. lip- this is Sephora brand like lip stain in always red, like liquid lip, whatever." And, but you know about the the ring thing? 
See, I have a problem remembering to reapply because I'm only like half on my makeup game for the most part. Like I'm real lazy. Um, so I'll just do a thing where it's like, oh, okay, I'm putting on my like lipstick at 10 in the morning. Cue to me finally looking at myself in the mirror at like four in the evening. <laughs> I look like ridiculous. It's like I ate like twice and like it's only like a little ring around. I'm just like, oh, okay, this is cool. This 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 looks really hot. <laughs> just, and then maybe I'll remember to bring the lipstick with me to work or in my purse or whatever. It's mm, let me yes. I nude lips are safer. That I, that I will say on that front. Yeah, I, yeah, they are. They are is the thing. And I appreciate a strong eye because I feel like I've only I've been doing a like a waned cat eye every single day for the past five years. And I'm like afraid to branch out now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um that happens, right? Like you just get into something and um mm. yeah, I feel like I am pretty closely aligned with like I'm pretty cat eye identified, I feel like. Um I'm like <laughs> rising cat eye sun, just like just mascara. Nude lip sun. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I know. And then, like, every once in a while, I'll just be like, I hate this. I need to do something else. And then I do something else, and I'm like, no, this is worse. I hate it. Yes. <laughs> but I just no. need to, like, reset my palette, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's really real, because, like, I'll, like, decide to get adventurous one day, but it's always at the worst fucking time. <gasps> yeah, Like, it's when I have to, like, when I have, like, a thing to go to, and I'm like, I'm going to switch it up. And then, like, cut to me being, like, an hour late, because I try to do a new thing. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, like, the worst time to do that, but it's, like, without fail, like, oh, I have to leave the house in an hour? Yeah, it's time to try something really weird. <laughs> exactly. I actually saw the funniest tweet, um... I mean, I guess only funny if you, like, care about skincare to any extent. But it was, like, I don't know, a meme of, I don't know, some, like, Vine. But it was basically what the caption was. It's, like, me doing, like, six months of skincare and, like, one hour before an event. It's, like, 50, like, face masks and, like, <laughs> peels and all this stuff. And it's, like, I'm ready. <laughs> Are you a skincare person? Are you someone who is, like, deeply invested in that? the world so, i like i am but like not to the point of like okay here i guess here's how i would sum it up okay how it is, I how is it skin, I, okay here's how it is i am a skincare i'm like i care about like ingredients and mixing this and that and you know making like dark spots go away and i'm very like pro like chemical exfoliants all this stuff like i can talk about skincare for a long time but like if you tell me to do like a 15 step like Korean beauty lifting, I'm gonna be like, no, 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 I ain't about that. <laughs> like, I'm so, I'm into skincare, but I'm really lazy. So uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible because I don't have time to like, like, so I, so I fell into this deep hole of like, there's this subreddit called um, skincare addiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from it. It's a really great resource. But like, I, read up in some people's routines and it's like they'll put on one like toner and then like wait like 10 minutes and then they'll put on a serum and then wait half an hour and then they'll do another thing and then wait 45 minutes to an hour and i'm just like i want to go to bed (laughs) you don't have to wait that's made up 
Yeah, see, I think that too. I think that's a scam. <laughs> I think a lot of stuff is a scam. And people just like will believe just wild things in skincare. Yeah. Because like, I don't know. There's always like there are some core things. Basically, like you want vitamin C. You want right. you want to exfoliate. You want to moisturize. You want sunscreen. Like that's what I tell people. It's like when they're asking me how to get into stuff. I'm like, you just want those basic things for now. If you want to expand to toners and stuff later, you can. But like mm-hmm. th- just those like three things or whatever will make such a big difference. But then like mm-hmm. people will be like, no, you need to use like snail slime and i'm like where is show me the evidence show me show me you have the burden of proof show me that slime helps it's cool i get it it's neat but show me that it helps right you can't you can't No, but like real talk though. Like, I'll, okay, don't get me wrong. I will do a snail mask because like it feels We've cute. All and been also, there. Yeah. And also, I mean, let's be real. It's a novelty of like being like, I'm using a snail mask right yeah. now. But like, other than that, it's like, let's keep it a hundred. Like, <laughs> they're like, this is, it's not like snail mucus is like retinol. So it's like, not. It's just slime. <laughs> it is. It's like and the. It makes you- feel like cool or i guess it does i guess yeah i mean you can put all kinds of stuff on your face and it'll be cool but no one's saying it's gonna (laughs) you know i don't re and re euthanize your euthanize that's not the (laughs) right one that's that's a different one um you know (laughs) yeah um i have my whole thing I've actually been waiting on an order from Miss Paula Beguin for a few days now. What'd you get? I had to re-up just like my, my exfoliant and my um my niacinide niacinamide. Yeah, okay. I okay, I'm glad you said it because I don't know how to fucking pronounce that word. <laughs> niacinam I'm looking at it now and it is niacinamide. Niacinamide? Yeah. So I feel like I have this thing where like I'll just like read a word know that I'm not really pronouncing it right and then just like go on with my life and then a moment will come where I really actually need to say it and I'm just like oh shit it's <laughs> upsetting but like say. we shouldn't make fun I don't know like when people are like oh you said the thing wrong or like you don't know how to say it it's like all that means right. is that you learned a lot by reading like right yeah like and how often do you have to say niacinamide not, yeah, not, I'm like, I've only typed this word. <laughs> like, I know, okay. yeah. Okay. That's a lie. I have not typed. I like, I like do like a bootleg Google search of it, and then like Google will, rec- will come back with the actual spelling, and then I'll copy and paste it. <laughs> That's yeah, what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. Um, but like speaking of just skincare things that are just wrong that people believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated by. Like I'll get the all these ads on um, Instagram about it, and I'm like, "What are you trying to tell me?" But I get all these ads for these like cellulite like lotion creams. No, like these, none of those work. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, we're not gonna lotion your cellulite away, and like that's just that's just facts. It's just facts. You can, you are not gonna like lotion cellulite away. <laughs> well, like there's so many weird things like that, like um, like Lush, which like I don't really go to anymore, just because like yeah. I I don't know. I just like they make. I used to use one of their cleansers that's really good that just has like basically nothing in it except like oil. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I was into the oil cleansing for a while, but so much of their stuff has like all kinds of irritants and and things. Yeah. But um, but, like like shells in an exfoliant. 
And um, they made this thing for a while. I don't know if they still do. That's like supposed to be like a firming cream, a, a decolletage firming cream. Oh and I'm like, God. that's not how anything works. It doesn't right. do that. Um, <laughs> actually, I want to see if they still make it because it had a really bad name that I loved. Oh. It's called Lovely Jubblies. Oh, no. Which is bad. That also is like, aren't they, are they a British based company? I think they are. Okay, that is also the most British sounding. Like, it lovely jubbly. It is. Like, go on me, lovely jubblies. Yeah, Oh, I want to personally apologize to my girlfriend who I recently victimized with my terrible English accent saying things very similar to that actually um for oh. like for like an hour is so. she i mean is she is she british no she no there was no reason <laughs> i'm just a bad person <laughs> oh my god um i'm like is this like okay i don't like saying i'm an anglophile because i feel like when i think of anglophile i think of like people who are really into doctor who which okay, is fine, top, top like, five anglophile things doctor who <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who, um, and like Harry Potter. Harry I mean, Potter. I love Harry Potter. I mean, yeah, I but... Love Harry Potter. but you know, like, there's like, you know, when people who are like, I'm a proud Anglophile, I'm just like, I feel like it's it's people who like think the UK is like this like perfect utopia of like nothing and it of like just like everything good and just like huh, colonialism honey it's weird yeah it's like oh i love i love all of the things i love all of the england things like their food and the subjugation of people around the world right. and the teeth and all that stuff I love right? it. It's great. And Doctor Who. It's just like, okay, cool. So, like, I hate, like, saying that I'm an Anglophile because I don't want to be, like, associated with that. Not, mm-hmm. and I'm, not to be, like, I'm too cool to be that, but I'm also, like, too cool to be that. But as someone who is low-key, uh, just happens to be very interested in, like, British culture and all that shit, um, I have, like, I, I sometimes just, like, randomly start speaking and, like... Oh no! Not not like in public, not like to people. Like, like it'll be like, yeah. I guess also I victimized my boyfriend. No, like I know that you briefly lived in London. Is I that did. is that something that started while you were there? Okay, you know. I think it started with me like watching bed knobs and broomsticks on loop oh, when I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's when that shit started," and it just snowballed from there. Um, let's see other little anglo anglophile bits in Ashley's life. Um, I read this book series when I was um, like maybe fifth grade when I started. It was called the uh, Georgia Nicholson series. The first book was called Angus thongs and full frontal snogging and i thought i was so grown when i was 10 years old (laughs) walking around this book about this teenage girl in like england like making out with boys and i was like oh my god and had a glossary of course of course thongs there means flip flops no 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 no, no. the underwear oh it does mean underwear yeah, they were, tra- and also another reason why I felt very grown reading the book. <laughs> wow, um, yeah. And like, 
they had a glossary in the back of all these like little British terms. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I got into Harry Potter and all this other, you know, a lot of bands I like are from just happen to be from the UK. Like, um, whether it's like the Smiths or like Arctic Monkeys or like all that other shit. I don't know. It just kind of happened. And then, (laughs) um, I'm kind of just, just rolling with it. Oh, British television shows. I was obsessed with skins and like misfits and all that stuff um but yeah no sometimes i like try to do an english accent like for fun which is like the most embarrassing thing i've ever said oh my god um and (laughs) i also victimized my boyfriend with it so well well you know what difference does it make you know (laughs) you know yeah. What difference no, it, does it make? I mean, uh, uh, you know, um, oh, God, I've started something I couldn't finish. Um, <laughs> These are good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm about to start panicking. Oh, my God. Um, okay. You're, you're good. Well, uh, what's your favorite lot. Smith song? Or do Ooh. I want to know? switch it up on me i switched it i you flipped did. it and reversed it oh i did so do me a favor and uh <laughs> tell me your favorite smith song and your favorite arctic monkeys song oh my god this is so good oh, okay my favorite smith song is actually uh god it might it, it's a toss-up between still ill or the queen is dead mm, uh mm-hmm which are, you know, some deep cuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> not really, but I mean, I don't know, maybe. It's not like, it's not How Soon Is Now, so it's like, whoa. Right, yeah. Um, oh, God, favorite Arctic Monkey song. <sighs> okay, maybe a song from their first album. It's uh-huh. From the Ritz to the Rubble. It's like mm. the second to last the first album. Um, that's the one I have most fun with, but, uh, anything from their first three albums are bops mm-hmm. from the fourth, mm, from the fifth. Oh yeah. The fourth and fifth <laughs> ones, they got real wild there because on the fifth one, there is a, a bonus track. If I recall correctly, that's, um, so dark. It's or- so dark. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, what is oh it's the song is called 2013 and like I think they name drop Instagram and Twitter. They're just like 2013, Instagram, Twitter, oh the internet. Oh, oh, oh my god, wait. How do I not know about this? Okay, I got it. I'm gonna bring up the lyrics. Um Yeah, it was real dark. Uh okay. Oh my god, wait. Oh my god, you're oh. right. They, this is a song. Oh my god, okay. okay. Look so, at the lyrics. Um, okay, so I'll just start at verse two because that's where the real good stuff is. On the back of a transmitter, there's a shiny little fruit and it's coming for you. <gasps> that's an Apple reference. As for oh Instagram my- and Twitter, she I got caught in her. both lawsuits and neither one will cut her loose. Um, okay. Uh- <laughs> first of all, first of all, let me say, okay, I'm just going to say a theory that i've had for like probably since like 2009 uh-huh. <laughs> and I can't it. 
Alex Turner does not know how to use a computer, and I don't think he knows how to use a computer. I swear to God, like I have never oh seen my him. God. Like, I mean, I'm like, and I'm pretty much like an Arctic Monkey super fan. I remember watching all their like uh, behind the scenes things, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I never saw him touch a phone, a computer. He doesn't have any social media like the rest of the band. He like doesn't like I I, I he probably has like a motor like a sidekick or like a Motorola like <laughs> I swear He's to too God. busy having upsettingly good hair. Yeah, but you know what? He, like <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> so <what do> feel? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the hair, he, he, so he was doing what I call his like bootleg Elvis Presley impersonator hair for sure. like, it was cute. Like when he debuted at like 2011 still and then it. it became like 2017 and he still had it. Still got it. <laughs> now with like 2018, he like grew it out weirdly, but he also kind of has facial hair right now. Oh boy. So, it's like nothing. Oh boy, I'm seeing this hair in 2016. Yeah. It's not good. Oh, um, my friends and I, who both of them, I met them at um, Arctic Monkeys concerts. Like, <laughs> I didn't, we didn't know anyone at all before. We met each other like in line at um, Arctic Monkeys con. One of them, I met them like in 2009. The other, we met her in like 2011. Anyway, we have this like group chat. Um, where we, I mean, we like talk to each other about like all kinds of stuff, but mostly it's like Arctic Monkeys related. And we, mm-mm, a lot of new pictures of my boy Alex. Oh, and no. like, I mean, he's talented, so it's like fine, but like, mm. yeah, no, it's, um, it's kind Some of people upsetting. Should have I'm gonna That's- look up. Okay, there's an enemy article that just says Alex Turner has a beard now. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's and no. I'm, why would you? It's don't do that. Good. I know. Why would you? Why would it's, you do that? No, what he's thinking. I don't know what's happening. Can I say something really, really shady? Please. About, okay. All I have to say is the first time I saw this and saw like all that like saw his new look i was like alexa chung would never let him go oh my god <laughs> r&p alex alexa okay so that actually reminds me um i think that my two favorite arctic monkeys songs are back to back on humbug Ooh. <gasps> uh, such a good album fire and yeah. the thud and cornerstone Mm-hmm. Which I think are both kind of about her. <laughs> well, no, I would believe that. I yeah. can believe that. Um, but Cornerstone is like an incredibly good song and like it's so different from like most of the early Arctic Monkeys stuff. Um mm-hmm. I just think it's like really it's so evocative and like beautiful. Um It and, is and kind of goofy too. Um yeah. The music video is very goofy. I love, I love mm. it that accompanies it. Yeah, I'm. I just cannot get over this beard. Um, it's it's not good. It's not good. I just it's, don't think. I think. Okay, this is an opinion that I have, and like not everyone will share it. And mm-hmm. obviously, I'm well, not the person that they're trying to appeal to because I'm sort of not really in that game. Mm-hmm. But I just think that white 
men should be really careful about growing beards. Yes. I think the list of people who look look better with a beard than without a beard who are white men, um Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. I can I, I can move that. Uh end of list off the top of my head. <laughs> Um, like uh, there are more, I'm sure there are more. And seeing him without a beard is like really upsetting because he looks like the brother from everybody loves Raymond. Uh, really similar. It's super upsetting, but, um, yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. Um, I was actually just thinking this really recently because I was always very much like, I kind of lived a very like not like kind of anti beard life. I don't really. I mean, I don't know why. Hashtag anti beard life. Yeah, had, yeah. But you know what? I my my thoughts of it have like really evolved, and I kind of just came to the conclusion that oh, it's not that beards like are bad. They're just not great on white guys compared to like black guys. <laughs> like, yeah. black guys, black guys that's just, just that's the secret. Just being real. Like black guys when they got like a good like a good little you know shape up little beard like I'm like oh that like that looks good it looks great for the most part I mean you at least pretty often but like I don't know like white guys with beards it is hit or fucking miss it's like, all over the place and again I acknowledge that I am from my perspective I am just judging this on like a purely aesthetic basis but like. Yeah. But that's just I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I'm glad to have an ally here because yeah. people think I'm crazy and I'm just like eh, beards. But I mean, it, I think you really I mean, I get that people sometimes grow on to like um, to if they don't feel like their face has enough shape. Oh, my or, God. Yeah. OK. But, yeah. OK. So, well, first of all, I remembered another person, um, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> as commander Riker on star Trek, when he doesn't have a beard, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, nope. Some people need it. <laughs> some people do need the beard, but I, yeah. um, I was writing a piece, which I actually had to cancel for a bunch of reasons, but it was on forums where guys are talking about like, it's guys who are just like, Oh, pickup artistry is bullshit. And like, that doesn't work. What you really need is like, the only thing that matters is bone law. Uh, and bone law is basically like for men how attractive you are totally depends on like your your bone structure and if you have bad bone structure you'll never fuck so you might as well just kill yourself um so like they talk about ways to like hide it or play it up or like get surgery and like one of the ways is getting a beard (laughs) oh my god wait oh bone law Sorry, bone I, law. I know they actually say it okay i think that the the number of like ways that like a lot of guys like that um just like navigate the world fascinate me like i mean did you hear about this like onion juice thing no onion okay, juice so, okay so here's the onion juice thing i'm googling you know, onion like, juice. a lot of like alt-right adjacent like people are just like very invested in like I guess traditional ideas like masculinity and like adhering to them and blah 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 blah. So I think there was this thing floating around one of those like oh, no. uh 4chan things oh, or like no. or like poll or whatever that was like something about onion juice like increasing your like testosterone or something oh, no. like that. Oh no. And- yeah, and then, like, these dudes are like, are you sure this isn't some, like, leftist, like, plant, like, making us, <laughs> and it's like, no, bro, I swear to God, like, you gotta, like, you gotta just, like, eat the onions, like, you know, it'll, like, really, I, I mean, 
I just, I, I, I just can't imagine like someone being like, okay, my masculinity really depends on whether or not I like properly juice and drink this onion. You need that tea <laughs> camp, bro. I, I mean, just, not tea count. That's kind of different. But you need those, the, the, those. What are they? I don't know what I forget what they call it. But they are really worried about that too. Um, yeah, no, these guys are like really. It's kind of sad, almost like almost. If they weren't such terrible people, it would be sad. Awful. They're awful people, but it just. I mean, I guess the only sad part. I mean, like fuck them. <laughs> but like the only sad part is kind of like. Like I said, like these guys like navigate the world thinking about this stuff and actually being concerned about it. And it's like, what happened in your life that like made you think that like taking advice from some dude on Fortune about eating onions and like, I don't know, <laughs> thinking that like women are bad and like black people are bad and everyone's bad because you can't get like I can't I just can't imagine like what in your life could have like and it's that. like, I don't know, it's really, they have like a really different perspective on life than than I do, because as a non-heterosexual, I will mm-hmm. often look at the straight world, and it looks to me like most straight women are dating down in some way, um, mm-hmm. be- just because heterosexuality is a fucking trip. And, like, to these guys, they're, like, women are only interested in one type of guy. He has to have a perfect chiseled jaw and, like, a perfect chin. And if you don't have that, they'll never be into you. Guys are into all different kinds of women, but bitches only want this one guy. And I'm, like, have you seen online? Have you seen seen world world (laughs) culture? Yeah, have you gone outside? Like, No, that's the problem, I think, is they have not gone outside. No, I guess not. Like, I mean... It's, it, I mean, and also, like, another reason why, like, I, I try not to, like, do my knee-jerk, like, sympathetic shit, because, I mean, I don't know, I, 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 I try to be pretty empathetic of um, people who just seem to be just, like, very, like, not in a good place, but, like, I have a lot of hard, I just have a hard time finding a lot of sympathy for, like, all these guys who are like, oh, I'm, like, like this because I'm single. It's, like, there's so many single guys out there who, like, aren't getting any and don't end up, like, on, like, the Donald subreddit <laughs> or, yeah. like, or, like, or like, you know, it's, it's like a weird, the weirdest form of special snowflaking. Like, ugh. also I still have these like, uh, Arctic monkeys, 2013 lyrics up. And I no, no. <laughs> it's like, so oh. bad. It's so bad. Actually. Okay. They took some fucking turns because like, yeah, those first three albums was like, cool, cool, cool. And yeah. then, they got to like um what was the second and see the second and see which like i guess it's like yeah it's cute there's I some cute they... songs but like okay so i will say she's thunderstorms okay um yeah, black like... treacle not bad um some of the songs are like okay but then some of them are just like like um library pictures like I'm gonna bring up the lyrics to that song real quick because it's a train wreck. Um, you know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I I that song is like a mess, but I'm. It's also like I mean maybe this just has something to say about the, just says a lot about the album. 
But like anytime I listen to it, I'm like, thank God this song for this song because like the rest <laughs> is so much. I'm just like, it's like a beat. It's fast. Oh. I'm like, why the is the album? intro like, just him saying I'm in a vest? Why is the intro just him <laughs> okay, being wait. I'm in a vest? <laughs> That's true. It is. I forgot about that. That is the part that I always am just like, what? The best. Why are you in a, I it's mean, like, that's yeah, fine. Please. Library pictures in a quickening canoe. A do, 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 do. Um, yes. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> it's not that memorable. It's really not, to be honest. Um, I was, I ugh. thought I knew the rest of it and I realized I did not. Um, but like, yeah, no, I'm I'm very and like I really hate okay, I hate those people who are very like oh like new fans of my like pet favorite band like suck. They're not true fans. Like name like their best B sides from like two thousand <laughs> like I hate Who the fucking cares, yeah. Yeah, I at the same time. Uh huh. <laughs> like, because I feel like so Artemis got a ton of fans when um AM came out. Mm, really? Yeah, that was so. The funny thing about AM, or and by funny I mean like incredibly depressing, <laughs> is that that was the album that like did the I think that they performed the best in in the American market, um, and just like America in general. Mm. Like they've people, a lot of um critics thought that Humbug would do it. Yeah, um, yeah. A very kind of like sixties psych, like very like you know kind of it kind of had that kind of vibe to it. And no, it was fucking arena rock, cock rock style, like AM that did it. And I'm just like, really? (laughs) And so I'm bitter about that. I am bitter about it. Yeah. No, it's, oh my God. I hate the way that Alex Turner talked about that album. The exact quote is, he's like, it sounds like a Dr. Dre beat, but we've given it an Ike Turner bow cut and sent it it galloping across the desert on a Stratocaster in it. Oh, my God. That's what he sounds like, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got... Probably. I I don't know. I love love it. He has, like, a very strong northern accent. Well, I mean, it used to be very strong now. He's been been living in L.A. for too long. Mm. And let me... I mean, I'm from L.A. I love L.A., they need to get the fuck out of LA. But but half of them like are like married to like girls they met there. And so they're probably stuck there forever. But I'm like, please go back to the UK and like humble yourselves or something. And then come out with like a better <laughs> album. Because this like rock star, like aesthetic, like overly confident, like act that Alex was doing for like AM, I it got so fucking old so fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, sorry, I, oh, sorry, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about this all night. Oh my god! But they're probably gonna come out with a new album this year. So. I know. I know. Really, like that, like the like. I'm so sad that my immediate reaction when that group chat I was talking about earlier, we're, we're we keep talking about it. They're probably gonna start touring soon. We're gonna, and we're just like, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah. Well. That's fine, I guess. I know, but, but you know what I saw? I saw something really interesting, like on Twitter a while ago, that like really made me think. And it was kind of like, I, I this is a probably poor paraphrasing, but it was kind of something along the lines of, 
why do we expect all these musicians to constantly come out with like good albums when like if we're keeping it a hundred, even some of like the best musicians maybe have like one or two really good ones and the rest are like, eh. And I'm like, I mean, obviously that doesn't apply to everyone, but I mean, I'm like, you know, that's kind of real. Like, and when I look at most of like the artists I like really like, there are maybe just like a couple albums that I think of are like the pinnacle and the rest that I'm just like, eh, this song is good or that song's good. But eh. um, I mean, even the Strokes had like two good albums and then the rest were like, <laughs> wow, they got real dark there. Like, yeah, God. yeah like, uh, the, um, you know, uh, the, all of their albums, the names I can definitely remember. Um, <laughs> wait, okay. No, I can do this. Okay, okay. let's do it. The Come one on. that Reptilia was on yeah, is called... The... Got this, you got this. No, I didn't. I had to look it up. Um, <laughs> so, Room on Fire and Is This It? Mwah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. First Impressions of Earth? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. There's like maybe like two songs in there that I would probably still count as like a banger as like bangers, but sure, like for yeah. the most part. That was a like, that was a moment. Um that was uh that was I was in high school when those albums were coming out. And that was very much like it's weird to think that people lived in New York at that time because to me that, to me that is like the sort of second coming of like the sort of seventies um mm-hmm. kind of New York artist lifestyle is like the garage rock upstairs. Yeah, the garage rock revival in the two thousands. Like yeah. okay, let me think about things I can go on about. Yeah, like that was I mean, strokes, yeah, yeah, yeahs, all those people just like doing their thing in New York, like in two thousand like two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, like, you know, I was in sixth grade or like <laughs> around that oh time. My god. So. Wait, oh my God. Yeah, I I think I was like in sixth grade when the, the yeah end of sixth or beginning uh, end of fifth or beginning of sixth grade when like the Strokes' first album came out. Uh, and I mean that whole but like Interpol, jo- like yeah, it was post, such a weird. I know we, we're gonna sound like old people to anyone who's like slightly younger. <laughs> But it was like such a moment. It was so, and like to me, as someone who only recently moved to New York, it's like really weird to be like, oh yeah, people like grew up here and were like in that or like moved here around then and were in it. And I was like, wow, weird. I know. I mean, I kind of also kind of have that feeling. Like, I mean, I only moved to New York. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm coming on my uh, fifth year anniversary soon. But like, I mean, what I got here in like 2013. Like by that time, people were already like, "New York's dead." <laughs> so, like, people have been saying that for like ever. I know people have been saying that for like 50 years. It's fine, <laughs> but like, um, it is really interesting though when like I, to kind of like be in some certain neighborhoods and kind of just like know that like these were like or like go to you know different venues that like you know that some of those bands were like performing at or you know. Um, Post-punk revival really did like was like oh, such a moment. I think that people, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about rock in the 2000s and how rock's kind of like dead right now, which I know I don't like to say, but I feel like in a lot of ways it feels kind of dead. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean it kind like, of is. Yeah, I mean, no, and that's not to say there aren't good bands right now. I mean, no, or just anything. culturally, it doesn't. It's yeah. definitely not as ascendant as it was, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it just is a truth. 
it's it's rough because like it's like I I acknowledge that um a lot more rock bands that are new ones or artists that I listen to now are like there's more women there's more like you know yeah. not white people there's actually like like more like black people like at least those are exciting developments the not exciting development is that like none of them are gonna get like I mean none of them or it's gonna be harder for them to reach a level of like you know, fame, which I'm not necessarily saying fame is always good, but in some ways can be definitely more financially, <laughs> financially stable. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a band like, yeah, yeah. If they came out now, there's no way that like, like there's no way that, you know, they're, they would be in that level or like, you know, the strokes or something. And I feel like, I do feel like, uh, a lot of people, are overly nostalgic about, you know, things like MTV and stuff like that. But the one thing I will say about it is that it was, that was probably one of the, like the last frontiers of like, I guess our generation, everything growing up kind of being exposed to a lot of different genres mm-hmm. with against our will. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Because, you know, now people are like, well, it's so much, it's so easy to find all these new bands. I'm like, yeah, but like, how often do I venture into like a lot of different genres? Like, unless like I'm really going out of my way to do that. Mm-hmm. Like if I was watching MTV in like 2003, I'm going to watch a Missy Elliott video and then I'm going to see like a Yeah Yeah's video afterwards. And that's just like how it is. Like, or then like a Linkin Park video after that. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, it was, I think that one of the good things it did for rock was definitely like making that like you know, since it was more maybe commercially viable then it was just more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like, it's, I just, it's just, I don't know. It's just harder. It just feels harder. I, I don't know. Got a lot of feelings. I, I want, yeah. rock to make a good I want rock to, I want rock to make a good comeback. I want Alex Turner to shave that fucking beard. I just want to have my like wish list. <laughs> well, do you, Want to move on to a segment that we do? Sure. Okay. Uh, that segment is called Get Racked. Get Racked. Yes. It's a segment where we recommend things and they can be anything we want um, because it's a safe space. It's a power. It's a space of uh what am I saying? Uh, what am I even talking about? <laughs> um, this is a safe space to recommend things. Um, and, uh, you know, um, you know, we can recommend things. Just give them one for the road, you know? Um, give our listeners oh one for God. the road. Uh, I got it. We got there. We got there. Um, uh, and dunk. Although I did miss the one when... Um, when you were talking, you were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, 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 it's like, wouldn't do as well. And I was I was going to say, and so we'll just go back and we'll put this in. That's the magic of radio. But um, I was going to say, oh, so what you're saying is uh, they wouldn't love them like we love them. Uh, wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Uh, I'm a menace. Uh, do you, have you ever heard the Ted Leo um, uh, mashup? Well, mashup, I don't know. It's just like too song medley um of uh of maps and uh since you've been gone. No. It's really good because they're basically the same song. <laughs> my god, wait. I would absolutely listen to that. It's very good. Actually, that's gonna be my rack. Um 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna use that. So uh, if you search, we'll see. It's probably on YouTube. Ted Leo, since you've been gone, yeah. Um, yeah. If you search Ted Leo, since you've been gone, you'll it'll come up. I'll put it in the show notes too. Um, there's a I guess a live recording of him doing it. Um, I actually got to see him like a month and a half ago, two months ago, for the first time in like. Mm-hmm five or six years and he still bangs and like he had this huge band with him including oh, like nice. a set like this butch saxophonist and like just all of these amazing people and i was just like <laughs> man ted leo you're still doing it still out there i'm super familiar with ted leo he is more in like he isn't really in that kind of um rock alt scene he sort of came i think more out of like punk and folk Um, but he is like he was a pretty big like political kind of like but he's not punk in the sense of like i don't know he's hard to explain i guess but he's he's really great he's been writing like weirdo uh lefty like rock for like probably about 20 years at this point I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check him out. That you is should check him out. He's um, yeah. Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Um, you know, he's put out like a few really good albums. There's like one that was maybe kind of a misstep, but um, <laughs> yeah. If and I, I don't know actually, if any listeners um want to learn more about Ted Leo, I would really recommend um the album Shake the Sheets. Uh, is is kind of a classic one that was like 2004, I think. Um. And the tyranny of distance is also really good. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really gonna. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, you should. I think. Yeah, he comes more out of like the DC scene than like mm, LA like, or like, like New York. Or like, I th- I'm not really sure of his like origins. Um, <laughs> his origin story. <laughs> yeah, he does sort of like punk and like power pop kind of stuff now. Um, so yeah. What, so how about you? What do you want to recommend? Mm, okay, let's see. Well, since we were talking about British shit earlier, mm-hmm. I guess that, like, and I was talking about this earlier at work, too, um, I kind of have this just such a soft spot for um, coming-of-age stories, but I think that um, when it comes to, like, a TV format, that some of the best teen TV shows I've seen have come out of the UK. And it's not just like skins or like misfits and stuff like that. Like those were really good ones and everything, but there's other ones that um, I remember when I saw them for the first time and maybe these, like these shows maybe aired like 2012, 2013. I was kind of sad that I feel like an American equivalent either would never come out or like they, we just, our media just isn't as interested in those kind of narratives. Um, so I guess one show that, or maybe a couple shows um, that aren't quite like maybe as well known as like Skins or Misfits or like the In Betweeners or something. There's one show called My Mad Bad Diary, which mm-hmm. I recommend to like everyone. Um, basically about this um, set in the '90s about this um, 16, 15 year old girl who um, is overweight. Uh, starts out with her getting released from psychiatric facility. And it's really a show about her grappling with her depression and also her weight. And also just dealing with other like shit that a normal 16 year old girl deals with like boys and being jealous of your friend and like, you know, all these, you know, having a mom that drives you crazy. 
And I think it's done with, it has, it's funny, but it's also really serious. And it's done with like so much like heart and like care in a lot of ways that like, I just, it, I don't know. It has a special place in my heart. Um, other than that, if you want something a little more light, um, there's a show called Some Girls, uh, maybe had like three seasons. It was also maybe from like 2012, maybe till 2015. Um, it's about these four girls living in London and they're like maybe 15, 16 years old. They just get into like all these like wild and goofy shit. And what I really liked about it was that, um, the cast was diverse, but it didn't feel like diverse in like the weird, like tokenized way that like a lot of shows, like uh-huh. I don't know, like Dale like to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> or just like, look, we put black people in this like role. Uh-huh. Like, look, um, no, it's just like you know this like black girl. She has black. This black girl who's like the main character. It's got like two friends, like two white girls. We're like there. Her other friend is like Indian, and they are. Just like do like living the, living their lives, doing like goofy shit, like going to school, thinking about like boys, all that stuff. But like, it's also done in such a way that like, I don't know any American TV shows that are just like about like a black girl and her friends like mm-hmm. living their mm-hmm. lives. That's like fun and cute and like, um, just feels natural. Like this is the kind of shows that I would have loved to watch when I was a teenager. And I was stuck watching them on like fucking like bootleg ass stream channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was like 22. So yeah, if you want to like, just want, find like a new little short show to watch and you know, British seasons are very short. Um, God watch bless them. them. Yeah. They're fun. I know we need to do that. <laughs> I prefer it. I yeah. have ADHD. I can't like do this shit for too much. No. <laughs> Six episodes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a wrap, and it's yeah. like I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, do you know I've kept this a secret the entire episode? But did you know that I am British? What? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't born there, um, <laughs> but. Wait. But I just spiritually really? feel like no, I literally am. Um I my mom was born in England and oh. so I have citizenship there. Um God, wait, so what part of England? She was born in Bristol. Oh my god, Bristol. Okay, I visited Bristol. Oh really? No, I visited Brighton. You know what's oh. in Bristol? You know what you know where you know what's in Bristol? What? Skins. Skins is set in Bristol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's from the part of the country where they just, like, make words up. Um, <laughs> it's funny because everyone has this idea of, like, you know, like, the Queen's English, which is, like, sort of the upper class uh, yeah. dialect mm-hmm. of, of London in the South. And then, obviously, some people now know, like, others are, like, a northern accent as well, which is oh, different. I- I love Northern accents. It's, yeah. They're beautiful. Also, like, just, yeah, Midlands, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, like, the Southwest, <laughs> they just straight up make up words. Like, they're not experts of the English language at all. They're just, like, they've just been living there for, like, you know, thousands of years or whatever, just being, like... Just doing shit. Just they're just, like, going stuff rogue. Up. Yeah, they've gone rogue. <laughs> um, they need to be stopped. Um <laughs> Stop but, Bristol 2018. <laughs> yeah. No, but um yeah, I go over there like once every few years. I probably will actually go over in um 
this fall and I might just like stay out in the country this time because I haven't really seen much of the countryside, but I feel like that's like such a nice part of England. Yeah. It's really pretty. Like it's cute. Yeah. It's it's really I mean I've only driven through, (laughs) but it looks really pretty. But driving or taking the train in England is like so nice because it's just like, oh, there's like sheep everywhere. Yeah. I love it. I love those big furry guys. I know those just little sheep, just little sheepies everywhere, and like barns and shit. Yeah, yeah, they're like just chilling. <laughs> God bless them. God save them. God save the queen. We mean it, God man. Sheep. Oh my! Wow. You know who I? You know who fucking sucks though? That guy. Who? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he's just the worst. He's always yeah. been the worst, and it just took people so long to realize it. But Johnny like, Rodden is just like a bad guy. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't. Is anyone from? I don't. Uh, yeah, no. Is anyone good guy. from then? Is, I mean, it's, I mean, any is anyone good? Is I real, think the people the who were good are mostly dead, which is the sad thing. Yeah, um, like polystyrene. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I I love Polly. She was really, incredible. Really, yeah, she was like I discovered her very late, um, uh, like in my like baby punk phase. Mm-hmm. But like, she's she's great. Not enough, like especially in for it to be like a mixed race black woman in that scene at the time, like mm-hmm. races, like does you know? It, it's just. She was like obviously so powerful and was such an inspiration to like women later and punk and stuff for sure. Um, yeah, but otherwise, like no one's getting some reply siren. Everyone else is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got Johnny Rotten here being like, "Oi, Donald Trump's a good bloke in it," um, and I'm allowed to talk like that because I'm English, so. <laughs> Wait, 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 rewind. I didn't know he said that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, he was like, he's complicated. You know, he's not a racist. Um, Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. Him. Mm. Also, the sex pistols aren't that great. They're bad. They fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a band from like, the 70s punk era just like if you want you know you have even mainstream bands that are way better to choose from like just the fucking clash like yeah much no, better really like you have to do a lot of digging like no. literally any i mean like i mean uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, no for real though like uh, i might honestly prefer like love post-punk that came out of the uk than like the actual punk scene if i've I'm been keep listening it to a lot of elvis costello lately and... oh my god wait can i make a confession please i can't get into elvis costello i don't blame you <laughs> i don't no, know like, <laughs> so that's like off brand for me they're like really ashley you like all that other like it does shows? seem so, like yeah. it would fit yeah he does wear a suit um <laughs> he uh yeah he no he he has said some shit uh ter- also yeah, he uh, he's done some true. stuff that right. uh is not right. super great <laughs> and i feel like that's sort of my journey with like every i'm like oh i'm gonna get really into this white 
punk artists from the 70s. And then I'm like, how many songs in can I get before they say the N-word? And it's usually like six. Yeah. But I I don't know. I guess it could be worse. He could be Patti Smith, who has just been like, no, it's good that I said that. She stands by that. I'm pretty sure she does. I could be wrong. Um, Nah. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, yeah. man. I can't, uh-uh. Not great. Not great. No. Patty Smith. Um, no, but uh, there are, you know, I feel like, I, I feel like it's very, very troubled with the whole, like, separating the artist from the art thing. I feel like, I feel like ideally I could do that, but I also, like, I listen to the Smiths for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, Marcy is garbage. <laughs> so, like, I obviously am not a great practitioner in that. And mm-hmm. I think that there are some people who I actually actively won't listen to and some people who I give a pass, which, I mean, I'm a human being. But, like, just, there's just a lot of very questionable musicians just in general just it makes you think it makes you think (laughs) it does it does doesn't it well i think that just about brings us to the end of the show yeah thank you so much for having me thank you for coming on this was lovely and if people Um, want to follow you online or read your work at jezebel where can obviously they can go to jezebel for that but if they (laughs) want to follow you on social media how how can they do that um, okay, so all of my handles, whether it's like Instagram, Twitter, um, it's Offbeat Orbit, O F F B E A T O R B I T. Um, or you can just type in Ashley Reese and I'll probably pop up. <laughs> um, yeah, or check me out at Jezebel now that I work there. Um, I did a great piece today about Bon Jovi's new line of rose. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, well, googling Bon Jovi singles so I can make a joke. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, um uh it's like a bed of rosé. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Let's uh uh it's not a dry county. <laughs> um we we made our own line of rosé because we can. Um, wow. You really are good at this. Uh, I'm not quick enough. Uh, bad medicine? No way. This is good rosé. <laughs> it's my life. I'll drink rosé if I want to. Yeah. I do love a good Bon Jovi track, though. It's true. It's my life is the first Bon Jovi track I ever heard. <laughs> really? I think yeah. actually it was probably mine too because you know I came to him late. Um, yeah. And then I then I went back into the catalog. You know. Right. Um, I mean, I just had yeah. now five, and that song was on it. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible! <laughs> Wait, I want to see what's on now five now. I know that we are we are ending the show. Yeah. Um, but, but I am going to look at what's on now five. Now that's now what five. I call rose. Um. <laughs> Okay, now five. Wow, this is a fucking album. Let me tell you what, because yeah. it's got it's gonna be May. Um it's got jumpin' jumpin'. It's got Shake uh, It Fast. Shake It Fast. It's got Lucky. 
show me the meaning of being lonely. Yes. And it has BB Mac. It has BB Mac. It has Kryptonite. Kryptonite. And then ends with Bon Jovi. (laughs) Oh, my. It's got Everclear. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Clear song I ever heard. <laughs> really? I think probably. I can't oh, name one. I mean, <laughs> they got. Uh, I got. They got good track. Um, I, I, <laughs> what's the one that I like? As if you would know. Um, Santa Monica is a good song. Oh, I don't know. Have you heard I it? literally only know Wonderful from Santa now Monica by. and I Will Buy You New Life are both actually good songs. Um, yeah, I'm going to check those out too. Actually. You should. You should. Your suggestions are going to be a mess. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again. Um, right. And I guess <laughs> let's play us out, Everclear, if we have the rights to that. And if not, you'll just hear the normal theme music right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye. <laughs> Woodland Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>